Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Buddha told me many years ago that my ideas could become reality and that that reality would manifest itself into this. I would have told you you were crazy. But guess what? That little that little sound from the heavens means that we have a sale on Shopify. And we have many sales on Shopify because we have many brands on Shopify, including LPA, Baroncini, and Giaia. And that's because Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you at every stage of your business, from the launch or online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage. Shopify is truly there to help you grow. And you know, it's crazy that I'm recording this ad today because we had a meeting with Shopify this morning to talk about how they could get more involved in our business because they're just that good. So whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all in one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which is what we use with Davide's store. They have you covered everywhere. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And by the way, we're doing all of this super well right now. And then what we learned this morning, like there's so many different levels and layers to Shopify that once you really start investing in it, the return on your investment is so incredible. And we never would have been able to be comfortable opening up a store had we not had their in-person POS system, which allows us to keep track of inventory across our website and the store. What else it does that's incredible is it gathers all of your selling information in a way that allows us to literally pull reports. And that's what we give to our investors. That's what we're using to raise more money. It's everything all in one. And for people like Davide and I who have no clue how any of this works, nothing has been more vital in the growth of our businesses then Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month. Hear that? $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash best, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash best now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash best, because guess what? This sound is about to be your best friend.
Hi, Jenna. <laughs> Hi, Pia. <laughs> I don't know if the message was relayed, but you guys were so kind to send me products and I cannot believe how instantly my skin has changed. That makes me so happy. What did you, what did you try? I put the powder every day in my matcha, the holy mane. Mm -hmm. What's the yummy night cream that smells like cucumber? Oh, there's holy creme, holy lift and holy glow is the eye serum. All three of those have the cucumber. I don't have the eye cream. I wonder if I have the serum or the cream. It's on my side table. I can see it from here. Unbelievable. It's Thank so you. light and then so moisturizing and then it smells so refreshing. And the skin cream is the absolute most insane product I think I've ever put on my body. Like I can't, my husband, I have it on right now. I'm so, I can't believe how soft I am. Like the second day I had it on, I got into bed at night and I was kind of waiting for him to say something. And he was like, you're so soft. And I was like, I know. <laughs> Wait, is it the body bomb or the body oil? Which one is it? Is it yellow? Is it like yeah. a, yeah. Whoa. I made that specifically for like dates for like, because I wanted something where, cause I feel like I have a body oil. It's amazing. It's very nurturing, but after two or three hours of applying it, it just completely absorbs. And so I formulated the body balm because I wanted to make something where you woke up and you were still hydrated and you were still soft without it being sticky or greasy. It's not sticky or greasy. And what's odd is because I do hot yoga, I can see which product soaks in and which one sticks on top of my skin, Yeah, which is really funny. I never like, sometimes I'll be in class and I'm like, oh, none of this has absorbed into my skin. It's just like a layer on top of me. And the cream doesn't do that. I'm still like actively moisturized, but it's not, it's not sitting on top. It's completely, in, it's yeah. Talk about date night. Literally. I went to a wedding on Saturday. I put that stuff all over my legs before I left the house. And I was just like, I am a sexy, soft woman. Yeah. I love sexy, <laughs> soft woman. Yes. And yeah. And your skin really glistens. I mean, it's like you got this like beautiful sheen and it feels like your skin feels like butter. It's unbelievable. It's, and it's so instant, which is really cool. I think sometimes you have to use a product for a long time before you can really see the effects. And the Holy Mane is funny. It was like right before we connected and it was sent to me. I was on TikTok and this cute girl, I wish I could find her profile. It was just like on my For You page and I didn't save it and I should have. But she was like, I am in my mid 20s and I'm like an, you know, I have like an average salary. It's like hard for me to buy things that are, to luxury, but I, I'm willing to like go to one less dinner if I need to, you know, she was, it was like a very like realistic beauty haul. And it was like her five things that she couldn't live without. And the holy main powder, she was like, this is obviously at the, you know, at the higher price point, but she's like, I'll never not buy this. And I was like, cool. That. That's so nice. Yeah. You know, my collagen is really expensive and there's a difference between my collagen and other collagens. If you take another brand and let's say it dissolves really easily mm -hmm. and it mixes with water, they're basically blowing up uh, that granule so that it appears larger in the bag and they blow it up either with a starch, gum, or oil. There's a new technology they can use where they can blow it up with water. But what that does is it makes the granule appear larger in the bag. So if you took one of our oh, bags and you enlarged the granule, you could actually fill up four bags. 
So that's why you're seeing collagen on the market that's much cheaper. Wow. Processing it. And so I refuse to do that because I know that it's working because you're getting a very concentrated dose of the marine collagen. And that's it's so fine. Yeah, it's really fine and very sticky and it doesn't dissolve as easily. And that's because of the, the quality of it. It's so cool. And then how did Will Cole get involved? So actually, Will was helping me with my health back in 2017. Uh, So he, yeah, he helped me more like than any other naturopath. So I had a really high estrogen. My estrogen levels were like a 1065. They should be like around a 200. And uh, for like the 10 years before that, no one was able to fix my estrogen. And uh, he was selling my products. He's based in Pennsylvania. He had a Mm -hmm. small following. He just had 4,000 Instagram followers. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't work with him because of his following or because, you know, or because of the clients he worked with. I worked with him strictly because he helped uh, decrease my estrogen levels and he helped with my gut health. I said, let's formulate a supplement together. And we released an adaptogen called Holy Youth. People hated it. It never sold. <laughs> uh, I would do demonstrations at Neiman Marcus. They would open it and like gag in front of me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it never, it's an amazing quality supplement, but it has uh, spirulina in it, which is really fishy. Yeah. People would open and go, oh, this is disgusting. And I'm like, oh, well, this isn't going to sell. <laughs> So then my mom, who's like my like toughest critic, she's like, I hate your supplement. It's so gross. She said, but she said, your collagen that you have inside is really good and it actually works. And this was during COVID, like during the lockdown. And um, she said, just send me your collagen powder. I don't want the other like shit that's in that. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a good idea. I can combine it with the pearl because then it's odorless. Mm. And so I sent it to her and she was like, you need to just release this. So then we came out with Holy Maine and then it started to gain all of this traction because we had no idea that during COVID women were going to lose their hair, that men and women mm. were going to lose their hair. And so we were getting all these messages that people's hair shedding had stopped. And they're like, I don't know what is in this, but like my, oh, wow. my hair anymore. And then my boyfriend, he was like, because he has some male pattern balding. And I'm like, you you need to get on this supplement. Like he was never into supplements. And he's like, oh my God, there's no hair on my pillow. And he's calling his friends and he's like, bro, it actually works. Like, <laughs> I'm like, please, please let me do a before and after. And like, he won't let me put him anywhere on social media. And I'm like, I'm like, this ad will sell so. Absolutely. That's so annoying. yeah so the genesis for the brand was from you feeling ill and I did some you know research and listened around because your stories always inspired me but you were violently ill for like many years because of your endo correct yeah 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 like since I was a teenager but especially after my surgeries like the surgery really made it worse and wow and the surgery, I believe, called adenomyosis, which is endometriosis that invades the muscle of the uterus. 
And that can be caused from a C-section cut. And I had a, a laparotomy prior. Uh, so I had that C-section cut to, to take the, the endo out. And so we think that it spread to the muscle of my uterus through that incision. And so I was in like, I, I mean, unimaginable pain, probably for like, I don't know, six or seven years. I was bedridden for like two weeks a month. And I was in so much pain and just trying, you know, to do everything I could. Like I was like a guinea pig, like literally trying every single remedy to feel better, to save my uterus because every doctor was saying to get a hysterectomy. Mm. And then I remember like during that process, Lena Dunham, she had gotten the hysterectomy and never felt better afterwards. Like her pain was still there. And so all of this new information was emerging that the hysterectomy doesn't even take the pain away. And so I had been told to avoid aluminum and antiperspirant because it's an endocrine disruptor mm-hmm. and because it can mimic estrogen. And I couldn't find a natural deodorant to work. Like the only one that worked was something called pit paste at the time. Oh my God. I remember that stuff. It was so gross. Yeah. But it, it actually worked. And, but the name was just like so unappealing and the user experience. It was just so bad. That's why it was like like, stick your finger. Yeah. And so I was trying like other like natural ish deodorants that were in a stick and they made me smell worse. And I was like sitting next to my friend and she was like, you smell so bad. And I'm like, I'm like, it's this natural deodorant. Like it's bringing out like a smell that I've never had before. And I'm like, I'm going to make my own. And then it really just started off like as a hobby. I had no intention of selling it. And so I like I just became obsessed with like cooking this deodorant. I had done ayahuasca like a couple weeks before. I swear that had something like- I was about to say, so you're like, you had this like channel running through of energy running through you that you were like more open to things probably than you would have been otherwise. Maybe like I didn't, I didn't have like a vision of deodorant. I didn't, you know, ever think my path was going to be me cooking deodorant, but it was just the timing. It was like two or three weeks later after doing the ayahuasca, I started cooking the deodorant and I perfected the formula like over a hundred times before I was able to get it in a stick. And I gave it to like a lot of friends and family. And then like Ashley Margolis got a hold of it. And then I think like Naomi Campbell got a hold of it. And they're like, you have something like really special here. And I was just making it in my kitchen in West Hollywood. I ordered like 200 bottles from the UK. I couldn't afford to to label them. So I had gotten stickers. Like it was a very DIY. Yeah. But that was probably the cool charm of it at the time was like, everyone was like, you could get your hands on this like cool girl who's making this like amazing natural deodorant. I mean, the, those like little buzzy moments are always like so special. Of course. Yeah. It's always, it's always really special. Like while you're, while you're building it, you know? Yeah. Until it becomes a real thing. And then, <laughs> and then it's just a complete headache <laughs> and it's a disaster. If you're a longtime listener. You might know that I've been drinking AG1 for about, oh my God, four years. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I immediately felt an inner glow, flat tummy, a level of, it's so weird. You just, chug this stuff with some water. You can add it to your smoothie. You can do it however you want. And you just feel it in your body right away. 
And I, and I notice it, especially when I'm traveling, if I have that first thing in the morning, I feel so settled. My body's just like, oh, this is everything I need. And that's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement and it supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline of health. I recommend AG1 to all my family and friends because it's just something I want the people who I care about to be consuming. And as a team of doctors and scientists that has tested AG1 for 950 contaminants and it's NSF certified for sport, it is formulated based on the latest science. It maintains high quality standards. It really helps with this, this overall feeling of more energy. It supports your gut. It supports your stress levels because there's a bunch of adaptogens in there. You really are getting everything that you need. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide and support my body needs daily. And that's why I've been a partner for so long. And if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash best. That is drinkag1.com slash best. Check it out. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai, entrepreneur, wife, and mother of three, once divorced and now remarried to a much younger man, uncut and uncensored with Caroline Stanbury follows me as I live my life unapologetically and shows you that there is life after 40. I discuss everything from relationships, health, wellness, business, parenting, friendships. I'm here to let you know that not only is there a life after divorce, but you have the power to make it your best one yet, just like I did. Listen to all new episodes every Wednesday, anywhere you get your podcasts. And what were you doing before? Like, did you have any, I mean, I know you had had like a couple businesses, you were doing kids stuff and you were doing styling. Was there any part of you at any point? I mean, you clearly had, you know, a tinge of entrepreneurship in you already, but when you had that moment where you thought, okay, I can do this you know, kind of like full time, let's dive into this. Were you prepared for that really? Like, do you think your experience had like led you to that moment? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, you know, I've always had a really entrepreneurial spirit since I was like a little kid. Um, and I always was a hustler and worked Mm -hmm. really hard. I was like a waitress for a very long time. Everybody needs to be a waitress. Yeah. Were you a waitress? Yes. I think it's the most important job working in the service industry is the most important job that somebody can do for their life. And I honestly really miss it. I don't miss being on my feet because I would do these double shifts until my feet were like numb. Yeah. But I agree with you. Like, why do you think, why do you think everyone needs to like try it out? I think reading people is really important. So the moment I would walk up and greet a table, I could tell if they wanted me to be cute and entertaining or like quiet and just serve them. It would be very interesting to see the way people treat me. You know, it, there would be people who would eat at the restaurant who were like friends of friends of mine who would be really rude because they thought I wasn't good enough to speak to in a nice way because I was a waitress, like, which I is just something that I think, I don't know, gives you like a real sense of kind of like what the world is like, you know, yeah. when you are a waitress or a waiter, anybody in the service industry, people can tend to treat you so poorly 
not knowing what your background is. And so I thought I always found that to be really interesting. And I think being able to make quick decisions to fire a table, to problem solve, to make important decisions under extreme pressure, to have things move really quickly. It just like, I mean, I, I like I miss that aspect of it because I, I work really well in that kind of environment. So I think I think quick, I think people who can make decisions quickly have an easier time being entrepreneurs. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I worked for this Italian guy. He had this Italian restaurant in New Jersey called Avanti. And he was like wild. He was like a little Tony Soprano. And he was amazing. Like five, five. And once this guy was like, cut my chicken up. And I'm like, excuse me. He's like, take my chicken to the bag and cut it. And so the guy who owned the restaurant, his name was Vincenzo. And he went outside and he threw, he threw the guy out of the (laughs) restaurant. He's like, get the F out. He's like, just get the F out. So he didn't let anyone like abuse us, but. I yeah. worked for an Italian guy in the city who had a restaurant called Manjami. Mm-hmm. And he was like from <laughs> Milan and was very similar. That's really funny. <laughs> That's so, I can't imagine a man looking at you and saying, cut up my chicken for me. You imagine? No, I can't. And thank God you worked for somebody who knew to kick him out instead of saying, well, you, yeah, you need to cut that. That's it. That's like it. That's an OG, Amer- like Italian, American, Italian vibe. Not a lot of people, you know, because certain people would say you need to go cut that man's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you worked for the right guy. <laughs> yeah. I, worked, I worked for the right guy. Honestly, I made more money waitressing than I did. Like when I, uh, then I went to FIT and Parsons. I was a shoe designer. I made better money waitressing than I did when I was styling. I moved to LA, had this kid's line. And then on the side, I was assisting Samantha McMillan, mm-hmm. Ian Yang. And then who else did I assist? Somebody else. There was somebody else. I can't That's think. also a great job having to do those assistant jobs, especially for stylists. It's the same kind of energy, you know, just like oh, running my. around. I'm going to problem solve really quickly, but doing it in LA is crazy because the driving, you're going from such big distance. I guess the city's the same. You don't have well, a car yeah, in the city. You're like, yeah, you're like schlepping, you're schlepping everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a glamorous job at all. The opposite of glamorous. And it's also like you're carrying around like heavy things like every single day. And it's like a workout. It's not, mm-hmm. an, it's not an easy job. But for me, I think, yeah, to have that entrepreneurial spirit, I'd rather be on my feet and moving physically and getting things done than being Same. stuck in front of like a computer all day, which Same. is what I am now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Now here we are in front of a computer. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think um, having that kids line that didn't do well, it had like amazing press. I had a lot of like celebrity kids wearing it. Um, I did like this, these like kids events and I had this whole message called unity through art. Cause at the time there weren't that many diverse dolls on the market. Mm-hmm. And so my whole message was that people could take the doll and they can paint it black, white, yellow, pink. And then oh, cute. Yeah, Puffy had me do the twins, Delilah and Jesse's party, which it was like super cute. It was an amazing idea, but it just, it, you know, it wasn't profitable mm-hmm. and I was so broke, but I learned what not to do with agent because of that experience I had with the kids line. And still, I'm still learning. You learn, you know, every step of the way you're basically like, 
the only way that you learn is to go through the experience. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part about it. (laughs) The worst, best part though. Okay. So at what point after the deodorant kind of takes its own life through all the various women and at what point you were like, okay, I'm going to make this a brand. I think after I did that initial run of like the, the 200 units, I saw it was, it was profitable since day one. I just started with $300 cool. and then I did like a GoFundMe so that I could raise enough money to order 2,500 empty screen printed bottles. And so it was profitable kind of like since day one. Did you, were you making everything in your apartment? I've, I've had five offices since my apartment, but I stayed in the apartment for two years. Yeah. But at that point you were just making it yourself. Yeah. I had, uh, it was me and it was my housekeeper and she's like running some of my production now. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. A, A lot of the people who started with me in my apartment, they're still with me working in production, which is amazing. That's beautiful. What was the second product? Uh, So then I launched uh, the Holy Rose deodorant with Shiva Rose. Yeah. And then I did a unisex deodorant, uh, which is in the black bottle. And then I launched a face oil. I went to school in the South of France for natural cosmetics and fragrance. And I launched a face oil and then people were like really thrown off. And they, the retailers really didn't want to test it or give me a chance because they felt like I should have stuck in the body category. And they're like, mm. why would you go from a deodorant to a face oil? And I'm like, because I'm authentic and real. And I, I needed a face oil and I made this beautiful face oil in France and I want to share it with people. And it's an alternative to retinol. The ingredients are incredible. And these ingredients like are not being utilized. So they're, they're green and white biotech actives, mostly made in Switzerland, France and Germany. So this was back in 2016, 2017. They have a ton of clinical data and studies behind them. And like no one is really talking about these ingredients so much and that they're clean for the environment, safe if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, but also they have the clinical data. It's not like I'm just sitting here, you know, making some sort of like oil, like oil, you know, there's actual actives in the products that clinically work and they're effective. And I just drilled that in like nonstop every single day with the same message. And then that's become our bestseller after the Holy Maid. Yeah. You also casually dropped that you went to school in the South France. So at what point your business is already growing and now you're selling and you thought, okay, at this point, I should really know how to make formulas. And then you, what, like, how, how did that happen? And how did you keep the company running while you were away? So uh, that was in 2016. So at the time I just had the two deodorants on the market. Yeah. I had my mom uh, fly from New Jersey. So she went to my apartment and was overseeing it, threatening to leave and screaming at me. while. And then my teacher, who's also a chemist, I started to work with her one-on-one. I've been working with her one-on-one ever since for eight years and just learning as much as I can about formula. I love to formulate. It's my favorite thing to do. What a cool random thing that who would have thought that you would be end, end up being somebody who's formulating. I mean, it just must be so exciting to know what ingredients do 
and to make products that you want for yourself. That's probably why your company is so successful. So you don't have like a weird fake idea of, you're not making it for some like made up person. You're like a beautiful woman who wants active products. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is very intentional and I don't follow trends. I just release what I need. So the body bomb, for example, I formulated, that was a very hard formulation. It has four phases. Um, It was not easy to get the texture to keep your skin soft and to not be sticky or greasy. It was really hard for me to, to figure that out. That took a lot of trial and error, but yeah, it's the most, that's the most fun thing that I do is the formulation. That's what I like doing the best. You do them and you still do them in France, right? France and LA. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, yeah. how magnificent. And so talk to us about your ingredients because I think people should really know like the value that they're getting and the products that they're buying. Okay. So let's talk about the powder. We'll talk about the vitamin C. Oh, oh, did you get the vitamin C powder, the Holy C? That's the little, is that the little gold one? It's a white bottle and uh, it's powder. So oh, no, I don't have that one. Okay. So when you formulate a vitamin C serum, you can only formulate from like, you know, 0.01 to 5% vitamin C. Mm-hmm. And usually people are going to formulate at the lowest amount because they want the product to be as cheap as possible, right? That's just kind of like what everyone is doing. So also when people formulate a vitamin C serum, they're usually using L-ascorbic acid. It's derived by corn. It's usually GMO. It's usually okay for like mature skin, but if you have acne prone skin, if you're younger, you're probably going to break out from L-ascorbic acid, which is why a lot of people are scared to touch a vitamin C serum who are younger because L-ascorbic acid makes them break out. So I found this vitamin C in France and it's called sodium ascorbyl phosphate. It's a gentle vitamin C doesn't make you break out, naturally has an SPF of eight, which I can't legally say on the packaging wow. because it's not FDA. It's it's not an over-the-counter drug, so I can't make that claim. But I say that because it's gentle, has the na- natural SPF of eight, great for fine lines, wrinkles, redness, but you can wear it during the day. It doesn't have to be used at night, so it's safe to wear in the sun. And the second ingredient in it is really, really special. It's a French patented calcium. It's called calcium ketoglucoconate. You can look it up in clinical studies. It lifts sagging skin 27% after 30 days use. It plumps your lips and it sculpts the face. And dermatologists like to call it a topical filler because of its ability to sculpt and plump the lips. And, uh, and help with sagging. So I just found it fascinating that there are these, I hate to use the word clean. I think that's so overused. And I like mm. to say the word that it doesn't irritate the skin and it's safe to use if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. It's not gonna mess with your endocrine system or your hormones. And so it's so important to actually... Find ingredients that are safe to use, but also effective. You know, I'm I really hone in on the products being efficacious and actually giving results. I don't release something, you know, just to release a product or just because just to say that it's clean. Like the yeah. products actually work. 
It's really evident very quickly when you put on one of your products or ingest one of your products that they work, which is a relief because I think so often people buy a product and you're like, oh, you have to wait like six weeks or it's going to take a long time or whatever. And I think all of us have a little bit of, you know, we want things to work like as quickly as possible. Also, is it true that all of your products are, they're, they're, they're all pregnancy safe? They're all pregnancy safe. Yes. Incredible. I had one product called Holy Lux. It's a hair growth treatment. I actually released the trademark names of the ingredients because I wanted people to go do their own studies on mm-hmm. them and see the, what the what was online about them. So the main active in it is called Redensil and they compare Redensil to a hair transplant and also to minoxidil, which pretty toxic. You can't use it if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. If you stop using it, your hair falls out. There's a lot of side effects. But one of the ingredients that I had originally formulated with was called Capixel. And Capixel is derived from red clover extract. And so I was working with the toxicologist and the chemist to approve the formula for the EU, because all the standards that I go by are are for EU certification. They have a much more rigorous process than we have in the US. And so I just abide by the EU standard. So anyway. That's um, really good to know. Yeah. So red clover extract can actually be estrogenic. And the toxicologist said I didn't have to put that on the labeling, but I like to be really transparent with my audience. And so I took it out because when someone asked if it was safe, if they were pregnant or breastfeeding, I wanted to be transparent and say, well, red clover can be estrogenic. So instead of having to say that, even though the toxicologist said it was okay to you, I just pulled the ingredient out. Your website is full of so much information, doctors, people to follow, really amazing recipes. It must be a relief for you that now you have like a whole range of products that you know are not disrupting anything. (laughs) That must be nice. But besides that, what do you think was your biggest turnaround with functional medicine and how it healed you? Like what, what were the protocols that you were doing with will that you weren't doing with anybody else, or maybe there's things that you still use in your life that are really helpful for your hormones. Okay. So, well now, you know, I'm in my forties. So now the estrogen has really dropped. So now I'm trying to get that estrogen back. (laughs) I worked so so hard to get rid of that estrogen. Now I'm just for Mm -hmm. it. So Will helped me with the diet. So basically what he said that was different from every other doctor was that if you're estrogen dominant, you want to cut out phytoestrogen. So phytoestrogen is the good estrogen that you eat. Xenoestrogens are found in the plastic fragrance and, you know, they're the things you want to avoid. Mm -hmm. And so every other doctor will tell you eat more phytoestrogen because it will like it'll attack the bad estrogen in the body. And he was the only person that said that that was untrue and that when the body is loaded with too much estrogen, it doesn't know the difference between good and bad. So he had me, like I was eating a lot of tempeh at the time because tempeh is fermented soy, it's a phytoestrogen. And so I thought that was super healthy for me. So Mm -hmm. I cut out like 
soy sauce. I cut out all of the phytoestrogens. I even cut out like a lot of cruciferous vegetables. Mm -hmm. And he put me on a hardcore AIP diet, an autoimmune protocol diet for like two years. It was super miserable. Basically, it's an elimination diet to see what you can and can't tolerate. So that was the way he had helped me. And then I work with uh, Dominique Freden-Reed. And I don't know if you've heard of her. Mm -mm. She's in Santa Monica. She's uh, What I love about Dominique is she's a medical doctor, but she uses a lot of alternative therapies in, in her practice. And she really thinks outside of the box. So she gives you the holistic recommendations, but she is also, she can also prescribe medicine. Amazing. And so she had put me on something called low dose naltrexone. Naltrexone is generally used for people who are addicted to opiates and it's also for alcoholics. And so what it does is it stops like a heroin user from actually feeling high or getting high. They found that when you microdose it and when you give it at very low levels, it has the ability to put Hashimoto's in remission and that it's incredible for rheumatoid arthritis. It helps with pain management and it can help with inflammation in the body. It's actually anti-cancer. Yeah, so it's an off-label drug that functional medical doctors are prescribing for people who have autoimmune conditions. And she put me on that. And I would say that's probably what saved my uterus and for me, hysterectomy. Yeah, and then I found uh, this alternative. I also have a pretty large fibroid and I found this this, uh, radiologist. His name is Dr. Lipton. He's in... He's in Atlanta. And basically he's doing something called uterine artery embolization. And so he goes in through the artery of your leg and he cuts the blood supply off to the fibroid. And a lot of people don't know this, but millions of women each year are having hysterectomies because of their fibroids. And they have no idea that this procedure is out there. So when he cuts the blood supply off to the fibroid, it basically kills it and it shrinks over time. So I had that procedure done. It didn't work incredibly well for me. It also, oh, by the way, it cuts off the blood supply for the adenomyosis. It didn't work incredibly well for me, but there was one of my followers who messaged me and said she was about to get a hysterectomy And she said, I'm going to look into this doctor. She went, she had the procedure and it worked so well for her. She had her first baby in August. And that was, I think the best thing I had ever heard. Like that was, that was the biggest compliment I've ever gotten that I saved somebody's uterus by giving a recommendation. And she had a baby. Yeah. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So I feel like I've just been like, you know, a guinea pig and trying to sort my health out. But now I, and I have to say this, you know, endometriosis has an emotional component to it as well. Of course. Yeah. And I don't think it's talked about enough, but physical pain in the body is it's emotional as well. Well, it's in your uterus. This is, you know, a organ that makes you a woman and innately these are things that are so deeply tied to our spirit and our emotional channels. And I'm, you know, supposed to be, you know, this like mother thing that we all have. It's very intense and it's really primal. 
and like I have PCOS and I got like, yeah, I mean, it took me forever to get pregnant. I like blew up during my pregnancy. I was so inflamed. I was eating really healthy. You know, it's like you spend so much time trying to like fix something and it doesn't work. And even that in itself feels really emotionally draining. I gained 20 pounds since May. My hands are so inflamed. I actually just got a blood glucose monitor and I put it in yesterday and I figured it was going to tell me like all these things were making me spike. And it's been giving me alerts that my blood sugar is really low, even after I eat. And I was like, well, that maybe is like a thyroid thing. So I'm like, I'm about to start a whole journey myself to figure out what's like, I'm so bloated. I've, I've gained so much weight in my stomach. I look like I'm pregnant and that's from hormones, you know? So the whole thing is very emotional. I can't imagine having endometriosis. I, I watch the women that I love around me struggle with that constant pain and pain management is very real. And it's very, it's, it, that cuts you to your core. What did you do to manage the PCOS and how did you get pregnant? It was a weird fluke. It was God stuff. It wasn't like at, at that time too, I had gained a bunch of weight and my doctor told me I would never get pregnant on my own that my numbers were all horrible. And so I was preparing for IVF, but but first step was that I didn't want to think about it. And I wanted to just give myself three months to get back into working out and getting back to feeling like myself because, you know, for over a year, every month, it would be this horrible moment where I couldn't get pregnant or I had a miscarriage and it was just exhausting. And so oddly enough, the first month I stopped trying was when I got pregnant. It has like nothing to do with me shifting anything medically or my food or anything. It was just like a weird. Do you let go? God sprinkle. Yeah, I let go. But if you say that to, you know, to say that in itself is very offensive to women who have been trying for years. So it's feel also odd saying that too. But I mean, it was really. Always happen when you let go, you know, Mm -hmm. it's when everything like comes into fruition. I, I knew that when I was dating too. I was like, if I let go of trying to find a boyfriend, he'll come to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah or when you just get to the point where you just become so cynical and you're just like F it and you throw your hands up like that's usually when things start to happen that's mm-hmm. when agent for me like when I put the kids line to the side and I'm like okay like I need to go back and like design shoes I guess or I'm like I'm you know never gonna have my own company and then all of a sudden that you know I started making the deodorant but are you in pain from the PCOS now my periods are really bad and I'm tired and pretty, yeah, I mean, I have so much work to do every day and it's very hard for me to focus and I don't drink coffee. Like I don't do anything, you know, I, I like drink my matcha and I try to be very calm. I don't do high intensity workouts. I'm trying to man- manage my cortisol levels and, but I need to, I'm talking to two different, I was thinking about hitting up Will actually and just being like, can I get like a blood? panel. He has the best, most in-depth blood panel panel. He takes like 30 vials of blood. Did mm-hmm. you, did you test your adrenals and your thyroid? I haven't in like two years and I need to, because I was looking it up today and I think that the low blood sugar could be tied to my thyroid. Uh, how do you sleep? Really well. You wake up tired? No. That's usually like an adrenal issue if you're waking up. I figured it's like an adrenal thing too. Yeah, if you're waking up tired and then do you get tired like 2 or 3 p.m.? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it's it's your adrenals. The bloating is really crazy. I feel like I feel like there's something, I feel like my, my gut is a mess. 
I showed my, I like got Dysport the other day and I was like showing it to my, speaking of all my health and wellness, when I was getting my injections the other day, I, I, the last time I went in there, she was like, you look so good. And I like pulled up my stomach and I showed her and she was like, whoa. And I was like, I know it's so different from three months ago. And she was like, yeah, that's wild. She's like, you don't look like yourself. And I was like, but this is, I always get back. As soon as I get things under control, I end up back here always. I feel like it's the food in America too. I feel like, you know, in Europe, we're not getting bloated like this. It's like, it's the pesticides, the herbicides. It's also the water, the water Valley. That could be an issue though. Do you know, I was on a mountain Valley for like two years and it was constipating me so bad. You know what you should go to? Hmm. There's this amazing guy on Robertson Boulevard. His name is Dr. Kim. He's a Korean acupuncturist. People swear by him. He believes in something called eight constitutional medicine. Mm-hmm. He got me off of Mountain Valley in like 2019. He told me that it was too alkaline and that all these people are drinking this high alkaline water and it's messing up their gut. And he put me on Voss and Evian because I needed like a pH of like a seven or a seven and a half. Go see him. He's really Great. incredible. Oh, can't wait. I was like, there's a wizard out there who's going to fix this for me. I just need to find the wizard. But, you know, in terms of the endo, like working out with the right trainer who strengthens your hips is like, that's like a huge tip I can oh, give. Oh, wow. Because it's like your your joints and the way the endo pay, uh, pulls everything is is basically making everything contract and it causes a lot of leg and hip pain. And so strengthening the hips through working out and through weight training really helps. Also myofascial release and cupping, getting a cupping kit on Amazon for $30 and cupping yourself like relieves a lot of pain. I do castor oil packs and I do, I have one of those like TheraBody things you wear on your legs that like compresses and releases. Uh, Yeah. So I like last night I had like a LED mask on a castor oil pack on my stomach and those things on my legs. My husband was like, what are you making yourself more beautiful? (laughs) I was like, like, kind of. I'm also just like kind of constipated and really bloated. And I was like, it's really too bad. (laughs) But thank you for being. Are you, maybe you're constipated. Maybe that's why you're bloated. I take magnesium every day and prebiotics and probiotics. I mean, I don't. Are you constipated? Who knows? Like I go to the bathroom, but like I could, like that still doesn't mean you're not constipated. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm going to get back to what you're making next because I'm now I'm excited about the potential products that are going to be in my beauty drawer because I heard you're going into makeup. Yes. Well, we launched our tinted SPF and that that's done really well. We have four shades. They blend like across all skin tones, which is mm-hmm. really nice. We're releasing a fifth shade. Our, the one shade which is like the universal color is sold out and we sold out of it in like a week. Wow. We're doing a growth mascara, which is taken from our lash and brow growth serum. We added the same growth factors into a mascara, but I'm really excited because I'm launching a calm beauty supplement and there's uh, this anti-aging ingredient in it that I'm so excited to talk about. It's called spermidine. And uh, David Sinclair, who's he's been the big proponent and researcher from Harvard on NAD and NMN. Oh, yeah. He's talked a lot about spermidine. So it's not only is it anti-aging, but it's anti-cancer, protects your heart, 
uh, helps to rebuild collagen, but it's it's an anti-aging ingredient that actually stops like your entire body. It delays aging for the entire body. So it's not just the skin, it's actually your body where it's actually renewing and keeping your the cells in your body young. And uh, incredible. It, yeah, it's a fascinating, fascinating ingredient. And I we added that with uh, something that's been helping me like stay really calm and something that helps me sleep well. It's called taurine. It's an amino acid. Your body naturally makes taurine, but it depletes like as you get older. And when I was on the low dose naltrexone, I couldn't sleep. I had really bad insomnia and I was microdosing clonopin. And I had like, I'm, I don't have an addictive personality. I don't drink alcohol, but I filled this prescription like once in one year. And I would take like a, a 0.5 clonopin and I would yeah. break it to four pieces. Anyway, when I got off of the low dose naltrexone, I just cut the clonopin out because I could sleep if I didn't take the naltrexone. And like, I had a bad reaction to it. Like I felt like jittery and I felt awful. Like when I stopped taking the clonopin and so an herbalist had put me on taurine. She sent me a bunch of different things to try and I tested the taurine and it calmed my nervous system so well that I've just been talking about it nonstop. I've been telling like all of my followers go and buy other brands until I release mine. <laughs> like it, it's an incredible, incredible product. And so, you know, no one has combined those ingredients together. So I'm super excited about that. That's that's the thing I'm most excited about. Amazing. Thank you so much for talking to me. You're such a wealth of knowledge. I want to get a drink with you and ZZ. Oh, I would love that. Yes, ZZ. Like- <laughs> nicest things about you. She's an angel. She's just the sweetest. She really is. And she looks like a walking statue. It's like, oh my gosh, she's so elegant. Yeah. She's beautiful. Thank you so much, Jenna. I really am so happy we were able to finally make this work and congratulations on everything and everything you make is just truly such a gift. And I'm so excited to just have Uh, more and more products out that I could use. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Of course. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.